Hello, friends, and welcome to a golf podcast unlike any other. This is Fairway Rollin' on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Every week on Fairway Rollin', it is myself and our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, talking all things professional golf, amateur golf, amateur betting, professional betting, amateur drinking, professional drinking by birdie buddies. If you want to hit them straight out there, please check out Fairway Rolling every week. Available on Spotify. Basketball is very good. It's a news-heavy day. I am back in the saddle on the Ringer NBA show, obviously, obviously, and I am joined by author. Um, I don't know. Do you want? Do you want me to do the whole thing where I praise you and you deflect, deflect, deflect? I feel like your life should be interesting. By like it, your your authorship, your your life as an author. Your life has changed, I would assume, Tyler. Are we at the point where you're like at fancy parties with like, uh, oh, I don't know, no. with like Timothy Oliphant or something? Like, I mean, uh, wh- how? I'll tell you what point we're at. We're at the point where uh, my wife uh, was out of town the, the other day and uh, I picked her up from the airport today and she uh, immediately left out of the car to go throw something in uh, the our the recycling can that's outside. And she said six pizza boxes. <laughs> so that's where uh, that's how, that's 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 the kind of parties I'm going to right now, baby. Hey, wait, <laughs> wait you you participated in the in the destroying of the pizza. You had partici- a party. Or- I participated in the destroying of the pizza. It was not pizza on six consecutive nights. There was a night where it was just it was just one of the girls and I were back. And so it was like, Oh, father, daughter pizza night. Sure. So she got her own little Which personal pizza. Yeah. I got mine. Uh, that same night, obviously you're going to spring for, uh, some, uh, cheese sticks. So that's Gotta a third box. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the number of boxes is deceptive. I don't blame her. I would have gone with the say, I would have had the same thought, but you know, these days I do feel the number of boxes can be deceptive. I see. I see. Well, you know, I remember back when I was a kid and the pizza party was the was the highest. That was that was the biggest event in it's my great. life. And I think there are a few teams today that kind of had, uh, I would say, veritable pizza parties, you know, in terms of like <laughs> sure. their, their acquisitions, like what they were able to accrue. Uh, we've we got a lot of news. I mean, some of the news that we have to cover is sort of um, the the foreshadowing, the projection of things to come in the imminent future. Uh, Dame Lillard, obviously, by, by now I'm sure you've heard Dame Lillard formally put in the put in the request to be traded. Uh, this has been going on for years. Tyler, how are, are we? Are we at are we at the point where this is like stinky, rancid, way past the expiration date? Like. How overdue is this? Do you think? And do you? And do you I think? I mean, because you're a going. huge Dame guy. You're a huge Dame guy. You always have been. <laughs> I know you, you were really, you were really affected. I think by that the wave. You know. I the, mean, in, how, in how dare how dare you just? I'm just trying to have a happy Saturday here, <laughs> and you're trying to bring in, you know, 
hurtful things. Just trying to stir up some trauma. I think it's good for you. Uh, I mean, but but the Dame thing. I have never. Just so you know, I've never turned a TV off faster in my life. That ball oh, you was, did? That, was that, that an ball, ang- That ball was not through the net. That ball was like, I turned the TV <laughs> off. The TV went black while the ball was still in the net. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's in. Okay, I'm going to just uh, log off the earth for an indeterminate <laughs> period of time. Did, was that one of those go outside and like smoke a cigarette even if you don't smoke moments or what what was what was that i mean I, yes i used to was, go get pissed and go in the driveway and shoot that was one of my like i, I can't even talk so i'm just gonna go outside and shoot i don't know i uh i'm sure i sought uh the help of some uh some inebriants of some kind for sure yeah um yeah. i'm sure i was already uh in the bag a little bit uh when that shot <laughs> went in knowing how that postseason had been going and knowing how that game had been going um uh, that one doesn't li- that one doesn't live as like storied as other thunder you know play game six heartbreaks like that's sure. the, that will sure. always be the one that is uh you know the that's my rosebud you know what i mean <laughs> right right well, to get you know to, to crush somebody's dreams, I learned this in the in Cars too. We were just talking about Pixar movies. You know, you got to get to crush someone's dreams. You have to get their hopes up really high. And I would assume that uh, your your hopes were higher in that in that Clay Game Six. But Dame, you know, it it was obvious when when you know the the pick fell to number three. Uh, the Blazers hired uh, hired uh, Pooh Jetter. I don't know if that was the exact reason, but. They bring him in, and them drafting Scoot obviously was a statement that, like, I, I think they would have been happy with Miller or Scoot based on the reports that I heard. Um, but that that sort of signified that they are headed in this new direction. So they've got Scoot, they've got Shaden Sharp, they've got Anthony Simons. We'll see if that uh, three-headed monster stays together. I'm not so sure on paper that it will. Uh, and then today, uh, also, well, yesterday, Jeremy Grant gets that gigantic deal, which looks. Yeah a little worse now, you know, um, I, I'm not sure what role Jeremy Grant is going to be. I didn't understand doing it anyway, because I've been on this train for a while where I was like, there's really no move on the board out there with the assets that they had and what they were up against. I was like, let's just say hypothetically, they made some big swing. You've got, you know, you've got the nuggets, you've got the Suns are ramping up. The warriors are going to retool and be back the Kings, the Lakers, you just go on and on and down the list. I felt like this was really, um, I don't know. It seemed like they were just sort of back and forth. I made this comparison the other day to you, uh, that, that office comparison about like, it just felt like the Andy and Dwight thing where they were just courtesying each other to death <laughs> to the point, to the point it was just like, Oh no, thank you. No, after you, after you. And they right. kicked this can down the road for a long time. Um, so now they're they, now they're looking at this situation where Dame says that he wants to go my to Miami. What, what do you? How loyal do you think Portland should be in this situation? Because it's I feel like they've met the threshold, the quota of loyalty. Like we we've hit the mark. I feel like do you, how how like how beholden do you think they should be to him in terms of like getting him to his most desired spot? What do you think? I think I think they owe I think they owe it to him to put him somewhere that's a that's a good that's a good um spot where he's got a chance to win. I think yeah. they I think they owe him that. I don't think that they owe him I want to go here so we got to send you right here. I think if somebody comes calling with a package that's sexier than Hero and Jaime and Jovic and whatever else 
then that doesn't get my blood pumping. That, no, that deal no, doesn't get my blood pumping. I don't. I don't know. I guess it's just kind of a question of uh, should you be after like sort of future, you know, hypothetical, you know, asset type things, i.e., picks, or I, I'm just looking at the type of player they should get uh, go after. I think they should really be trying to get. A, somebody positionally solid, probably in that three spot. You've got Grant, who's come a long way def- defensively. Y- you got him now. You might as well figure him into your plans unless you sure. can move that contract. You're probably not going to be able to. But I was like thinking rim, rim protection feels like the, the way to go, right? You're going to have to get, you're going to have to upgrade your rim protection with these types of guards, I would think. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like the team that I thought, well, the I mean, the I guess the first thing I would say is all their all their initial posturing, sort of after the trade request, suggests that they're not going to feel beholden to just deal with Miami. I mean, they it's like whatever the Woj's exact language was, I'm not sure, but it basically was like that. Front off, well, here it is. Front office is talking to Portland today. We're left with the impression that GM Joe Cronin is pursuing a star level return package for Damian Lillard and that Cronin plans to look well beyond the Miami Heat to find one. And obviously, Woj is uh, probably working fairly closely with Portland's front office on the wording there, right? Like he, yes. that, so that's what they're, you know, they're trying to say, you know, business is open, you know, uh, come, come according. Um, but like I, the first, team that came to mind after like if we're getting beyond just the first two teams that he's talking about being interested in in the heat and brooklyn the first team kind of that i thought about was the spurs Mm. like you go you basically say give us everything but wimby and we'll go from there I mean, you get Sohan, you get Keldon Johnson, you get Vassal, and then you can say, you know, it, what you, it, you know, either Malachi Branham or Blake Wesley, something like that, and some draft compensation. I, you know, smarter people than me can do the math, and that might not even work. But that, like, the, the, in terms of like, because I don't think there is some, there, I don't think there's a team that's going to, tr- that could trade for him. The only other team that could trade for him that's got like a young dude who and some other solid pieces around him that you could talk me into would be somebody like the Raptors. Yeah. If like they would, I don't think they would do it because it seems like they love Scotty and I get, and I love Scotty. I get it. The, but you put, you, you know, you center the package around Barnes, you know, whatever. Grady. You get the Pascal sack. The Pascal deal there is is big enough to take a big bite out of it. I mean, that's that's the hardest thing is just taking taking a big enough bite out of it and finding a deal. But I'm I'm looking at the you know just looking at the packages and like what's the most attractive thing to me here. I mean, I don't know like the Spurs thing. You just start talking about timelines. I don't the Spurs they, they I I don't know why they would unless they just have like an outrageous belief that Wimby's going to be like out of the box ready like offensively. No, and I don't think I was just more thinking like teams that could put together an attractive package. I'm with you that probably the Spurs would say no. Let's just see what what we're dealing with here before we get wild. I'm with you on that. I'm just more thinking like assets that'd be kind of an ishbia type move to, <laughs> yes, to, to yeah. just lean in and be like listen let's just go we haven't even yeah. seen like because Wimby out of the box i think is going to be defensively he'll be 
further along than he will be offensively, I think. But sure. I don't know. I'm trying not to get into that conversation. But that that deal is going to be something that's just going to be prepare yourselves, folks. I think you know. I mean, that's going to be the big one. That's going to be the one. That's going to be the one with um I don't know. Do you think that that is the move that has the most like title immediate implication? I mean, other than I don't know. If if he went to Miami, obviously that could work. It doesn't seem like Hero is going to be able to fit into what they're trying to do. I just think like that combination of guards specifically sort of it, it puts caveats and conditions on what you're going to be able to do. Like you're like you're automatically probably not going to be bringing in a Tyler Hero, like a Tyrese Maxey. I think it would just assume I don't know. Then you would have four guards that are under six foot five. Um, I don't know. I I feel like whatever deal they're going after, I, I just think in terms. And then, uh, well, also though, if you're talking about like the the rim protection thing, if you're wanting to like think about this in the basketball sense, I don't know that there's going to be a rim protector out there that's going to be able to eat up enough salary just because of the way these guys are paid these days. These creators are probably going to be where the right. heavier uh, salary sort of uh, matchup you- is going to be. Yeah. Do you what do you think of the like hey T Wolves should just say all right cat here you go we like we've you know like Blazers might say yes to that right I mean that's it's not that's not giving one. that's not giving you rim protection but it's at least giving you young talent and somebody that you can point to the fans and say hey look at this dude you know like uh, um that's a that's an interesting one, man. I'm I mean, not a I'm not a I'm not a cat guy. Like you know, he's 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 a he's a rough hang. But in terms of <laughs> like, you know, like if you're if you're just talking about we want star level return plus draft compensation, when you start looking around at you know dudes that might be available at that number, where like you're talking about, the, they can take a significant bite out of that, like. I don't know. I mean, who who else is there? I mean, he's not, you know, it's he's not going to Phoenix. It's, you know, like it's... Right. Well, I mean, like if you were looking at... Okay, I mean, what about, let's see, a Carl Anthony Towns and Kyle Anderson trade package that gets you to... Let's Man, see. Man, I love slow-mo. That's not what this is about, but isn't slow-mo just the best to watch? He is, he is very fun. I don't know how he pulls it off. I don't know how he pulls off the jumper. Um, Yeah, I mean, that that trade package gets you to... 45.2 incoming for the Blazers. So, I mean, that's a near match. And then you get a little bit of Lillard, you get a little bit of uh him and Ant together in a backcourt. I mean, that would be that would be pretty fun and you look at some of the defensive kind of upgrade stuff that they've done. That's one I don't know if they they would want to help an in-conference rival like that. It makes more sense to maybe get him I out of sight, but that I don't yeah, I, mean, I probably w- I probably wouldn't wind up doing it just because if I I don't want to I just shouldn't put the ball in Edwards' hands even more. You know what I mean? Um, They're a little dissonant in in their play style, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, not big-time passers, neither one of them. Both dribble pull-up guys. I don't know. We're we're getting way down the road here. A lot of stuff went on, so pay attention uh, or keep your eyes peeled because... um, Or did did you have any, like, wrap-up thought on Dame before we move on? No, I think, like, I'm glad that it's finally happening and that we can just sort of move on yes. from the will they won't they Jim and Pam season one sure. season two of it all like I like it, it uh 
We're in like season five where it's like, you know, the the mysteries worn off, the will they won't they thing. You know what I mean? It was like the will they won't they was interesting for a minute, but I, I definitely think we're kind of season five E. You know, Ben Cruz, I know another office guy, you know, Rob Mahoney, famously not an office guy. I don't know what the <laughs> hell's wrong with him, but I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, that that's kind of where I'm feeling it. I don't know. Some of the other sort of broad points here is uh, the class of 2020 um, got paid. Interesting, yeah, they did. interesting in this uh, in this sort of I was trying to see if there was any kind of commonality between the types of players. I mean, they're both like all three of these guys are good to great passers. I think Desmond Bain is a pretty good passer. 25 years old. He gets a five-year, $207 million max contract with the Grizzlies. Tyrese Halliburton, he's 23 years old. He was the 12th pick in that draft. He re-signs on a five-year contract worth up to $260 million. That is... I mean, I can't... I, if yeah. you had told me... I feel like that would have like caused uh, draft Twitter to go into like just a catatonic <laughs> state if you had said that because he just had so many fans. I mean, um, it's just funny that Halliburton used to be. I'm trying to think of a band that that made this this progression. Like they, Halliburton is like the indie band that had the insanely niche following, sure. and then became the biggest band on MTV. I'm trying to think of a band that did that. Uh, I don't know if one, there, there's one off the top of my head if Eduardo and Cruz can think of one. Uh, and then um, LaMelo Ball, 21 years old, was the third pick in that draft. These are all skill guys. These are all fluid skill guys, movement shooters, uh, and he re-signs with the Hornets on a five-year deal worth up $260 million. So, um, any kind of broad takeaway? I mean, these... You know, for for the Pacers, there's more to talk about with them in terms of um, them st- sort of going from a year ago. I, Tyler, I don't know what your thoughts were on the Pacers a year ago. We were kind of looking at the Pacers and being like, they're going to stink. Right. They're probably going to just strip this thing to the studs and start over. They yeah. have healed. They have, you know, they have Aaron Neesmith on the roster. They they pick Matherin. They get Halliburton. They trade away Sabonis, obviously. Uh, and we we were in the, another will they won't they on Miles Turner. We were just thinking, well, surely Miles is out of there. They have really shifted into this time now for the first time in a while, where it's like Pacers basketball kind of makes sense, and it's like Halliburton. And it's like, just yeah, no, I was I mean I was gonna say in more like it, and and is fun, like is a lot of fun. But yeah. that's real. That's all. Keep going. I was thinking today on a walk, I was like, Portland and Indiana are sort of mirror images of each other in terms of like franchises that have kind of sniffed the summit a little bit, but never quite get over the the hump. They never they haven't they've never had that like tippy tippy top superstar. They've had very good superstars. You think Clyde Drexler, you think Reggie Miller. Both of these guys ran up against Michael Jordan. I'm not trying to go that direction, but I mean, you just think about these two franchises, they're kind of in parallel states now, but the Pacers. You think now you've got you you draft Jarris Walker. The Bruce Brown signing, I think, is really yeah. interesting because like um KOC and I throughout the year when we were talking about the draft, we were talking about, man, like a connective playmaker, like a guy in that that two, three spot that could doesn't necessarily need to be a great shooter, but it would help. But that sort of Lonzo DNA where they they are very heady about ball reversal, very heady about getting in the teeth of the de- defense and being like manipulative passers. Um, I think Bruce Brown gives them that and, you know, gives them a little, it's a skinny backcourt. It gives them a little more defensive sol- like solidity too. Um, 
I like what the Pacers are doing, man. I like they they seem like Halliburton just seems like an awesome vibes guy, like a guy to like build. He like he is a franchise guy in the sense that he's a culture he's a culture dictator. Uh, and they go and get Obi Toppin basically for you know like a bag of chips. Yeah, I just I just like what the Pacers are doing right now. No, I'm the same boat as you. They were one of my favorite league pass teams to watch last year. Those the three headed kind of perimeter monster whenever they were all healthy and singing when especially when Matherin was really going and you had Halliburton and Nimhard there too I mean they just played a really fun brand of basketball and were just like felt like the um the ceiling for entertainment was far higher with this particular team than it was with with you know a lot of Pacers teams that we've seen recently, right? And and I mean Halliburton's the main reason for that. Like I think that I think that Bruce Brown will plug in wonderfully there, and he can he can be a part of small ball lineups. Or if they want to shift him in there for one of those dudes I just mentioned, I think they can do that. And Brown's one of these scrappy weirdo six four guys that can kind of you know sh- shift up in the lineup, and you know scrap with somebody in the post for a few possessions and you're not terrified of it and he's yeah. he's the I think on a team like that where you want the ball in Halliburton's hands a lot Matherin's a guy who wants it a lot right like I think that it's good to go get a guy like this that's going to be the go-between and be able to make plays out of these short roll situations and just kind of shore things up right like it it it, uh there's there was just something so um he was steady but there was also something a little bit unpredictable about him in like particularly in transition i think and to bring those abilities to the mix how he's weirdly good at getting downhill and getting to the rim and stuff. I just, I think that he, he will, um, he'll open up a lot of things for, for some of those other guys. And I think that, I think Halliburton will have a lot of fun playing off him too. Yeah. Like there'll be a lot of little like ones, ones and twos kinds of situations where they kind of give and go, I think. Um, yeah, I see that. Yeah. It, it like, uh, well, uh, I was going to say Miles too. You're talking about like their lineup options are going to be interesting too because Miles, shot almost 38% from three last year. We know like if he gets open shots, he can hit them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, overall, I just think it from the macro perspective, I think it's interesting how we always talk about like, you know, ball skills, guard skills, migrating across heights, ag- across tall guys. Whereas it's, it's true. Uh, this is a frustrating thing. Whenever I hear like guys going into the draft, talking about their draft spot, I'm like, the 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 skill sets have migrated both directions you know like guards like and i think bruce brown is going to be that's a great point i never thought about that like he's yeah well i just think it's going to be you're going to see these archetypes i mean like draymond was sort of that but i mean this is even an an even more exaggerated pronounced version of it where um i just think we're going to see more guys in this mold becoming you know, bought-in screeners becoming bought-in cutters becoming. You know, it's it's just a sort of interesting inversion in basketball that I've been tracking right now. I love what the Pacers have been doing, so uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the Lamelo thing. You know, the the Hornets. Um, 
the Hornets are going to be they're going to be skinny also. So I, I think <laughs> it's sort of a, they lost DSJ, they lost Dennis Smith. Kudos to him for sort of for re, re yeah. uh, recharging his career. Um, Sirit and I did an episode back in the fall about uh, about his rejuvenation. So that's really cool to see. It's um, just it's so fun to see somebody like that too, who like just you know when he came in you knew he had like tools defensively but that wasn't exactly what he was and then he just turns himself into this just goliath i'm sure that's what y'all talked about but yeah it's it's very cool to see please scroll way back and find that episode (laughs) if you want it's quite a task uh but yeah the hornets but they're they they have a little a lot a little ways to go needless to say uh desmond bain obviously they they fortify i forget the exact language that woes used can we i think we we gotta talk about how difficult it, it is to follow this shit with Twitter. Yeah. It's what are been, we doing? I don't, the, the, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's been a, what a disaster of a day to try to keep up with anything. Yes, if you have notifications set for certain people, at least you can go see their stuff sometimes, it seems like. How many the, times did you I, ram your head against the wall with like the 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 reset the refresh thing where you drag up and like I did it probably ten times in a row like before just to, before I figured out what was going that it what that it was sort of an epidemic I was very much like huh the uh, really really funny uh, really funny AT and T but not today you know let's uh, let's, uh, let's 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 get it together um uh, <laughs> no I mean the one one of the one of my favorite like little you know. Woj-y subplots of all of this is, you know, I don't remember at what point he d- decided to start having his own breaking news graphic go along with his tweet. And the breaking news graphic has his... Yeah. His has, little, has, yeah. has breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski and then his Twitter handle all right there. I'm fascinated because some guys don't get that. Not everybody gets that gets the gets the graphics treatment, A. It's Javon Carter gets it, but then Metu signs with the Suns and he doesn't get it and it's like I get Carter's going to get a little bit more get to get more minutes maybe. There's some kid fresh out of out of Syracuse who is who has a Photoshop sort of setup going on right here, and I'm sure that's what is going on here. He's like, you know, he's getting he's getting the ping. He's like, you know, he's this is worth his time. This isn't worth his time. You know, I I, I feel like that's probably what's going on. I don't think Woj is, you know, I don't think he's got you know mobile Photoshop. Oh, you don't, out. Think, you don't, don't think you don't think Woj is uh, is is crafting these himself? I don't. I, love, I, doubt I was it. I was glad to see Chris Haynes coming through with his own graphic today. I thought yeah. that was exciting. With the Dame, he, he sort of t- t- took his rightful place as someone who also has graphics that accompany their tweets, which I think is exciting. I'm gonna start doing that with some of mine. I think, but just like if it's like if I'm praising, you know, the how great, you know, the Wendy's value menu used to be. Sure. Then Tyler I'll Parker. Put that, I'll put that like, you know, man, the uh, rodeo cheeseburger. Ooh. Oh, that's, I guess that was, no, that was Burger King. I apologize, Wendy's. That was, but I, y'all you know, used to be next door to each other in college. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Tyler Parker, man, just, just rewatched the old French horror sketch, the Garth <laughs> Brooks sketch. It was great. You know, like that could be the headline. Yes. Um, Breaking so anyway. news from Tyler Parker 
at my at my handle. It just feel it feels like a lot. It feels like it feels like he's um. It's just uh, he's really embraced you know maximalism here. I feel like you sure. know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, last thing on this, it just kind of feels like one of those technological things where it's like you get conditioned to the point where you're just like useless. Like this tool, this tool that you didn't know you needed in the past has made you just unable to deal with the world. Kind of like when I get in my wife's car and I go to back it up, I'm like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything because it's, you know, it's a 2011 doesn't have the backup cam. It's just, it's ruined me. And that's all I'm saying. So let's hope we can get this, uh, I mean, even, even through all the struggles, I still think I'll be like you know, screaming in my sleep, you know, uh, agent Mark Bartlestein of priority sports, you know, just like, I think that that'll just be something that lives with me for some reason. His name is like etched in my brain. Now I feel like when I close my eyes, I see Mark Bartlestein. It's, it's been a year of like agents getting credit and you gotta, you gotta give it, you gotta, uh, you do in fact have to take your hat off to him. (laughs) So this is a quick segment we're going to talk about here uh, called Houston doing a bunch of shit. So this is <laughs> Houston. Houston obviously is getting out there and spending money. They are they're slapping their their money dong on on the table. Uh, they are really really getting after it. You know, Houston uh, gives Dylan Brooks today. I mean, the the much maligned and discussed Dylan Brooks still managed to get a bag. He's still got bag. You know, potency. He's he's he's. He is virile in the bag since four years, <laughs> 80 million. Um, <laughs> his annual salary is going to descend year by year, though. Uh, Jock Landell, Phoenix decides. I thought he was somebody maybe worth keeping around. He almost seemed like Aiden. You know what I mean? He almost yeah. seemed, he, I know he was like kind of patting Aiden on the back, like, God, oh, he's so great, you know, just like singing his praises. Meanwhile, we're all just like, okay, you just maybe like took his job. Um, yeah. But they had Jock Landale. Uh, and then uh, they were working on a trade to to uh, acquire Patty Mills, but they they made a lot of moves. And the other one, the other huge one that they did was Fred Van Vliet. So, what do you think basketball wise on the court this does for a team which Houston was, you know, kind of like the pop up Arrested Development thing? They they were they just looked like turds out there defensively a lot of last <laughs> year. They were aimlessly. Uh, uh, they aimlessly trying to play both ends of the. You know, it seemed like their shot distribution was all over the place. There, there didn't seem to be a semblance of order a lot of the time, Tyler. And I feel like no. What do you think basketball wise this does to address that? What do you think? I, t- I mean, Fred's an adult. Patty's an adult. Uh, they'll. Um, I'd like to think that they're. I noticed you didn't include Dylan in there. There's. I. You- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think you can be an adult up to a certain point, and that point is when you own more than 10 vests. And if you own more than 10 vests, I think, unfortunately, you don't get to be an adult anymore. I think you have to go down to no is longer this a, being an adult. Is this a vest indictment on Dylan Brooks? Is that wait, Of all the things you could go after, you're going after his vests. I'm Look, enjoying man, I think, it. I, no, what I'm saying is I think that that should have been a red flag for a lot of people out there. I think if you're embracing the vest with, with that kind of um, enthusiasm – then it's gotta, it, I, you know, it's gotta make you scratch your head a little bit. And then, you know, I think we saw how it played out. You know, I, I just, I, 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 I'm not saying you can't trust people who wear vests. I'm just saying that you'd need to, um, 
if they're just wearing the vest with no shirt underneath, they're either the coolest guy that ever lived or one of the worst human beings you're ever going to meet. And there's only one coolest guy who ever lived. You know what I mean? And I don't know Shade. who that is yet. I, Shade, I, I, I think Alexander. I haven't met him yet. Yeah. But, I, you know, but um, no, I mean, we're, we're way off the rails here. Eduardo cut all this shit. What the hell am no, I doing? No, it's good. It's, um, uh, but uh, like on court, I think you know, I'll, I'll answer my own question here. <laughs> I, I think that like. You're right. I mean, I think that Fred, Fred is going to they they automatically get like an upgrade in ball pressure. I think that the the say what you want about Dylan, he does defend his ass off to D- you I know, mean, he D- can be Dylan a liability and in terms and 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 Van Vliet like they're all going to compete. I mean, Van Vliet's obviously given up a lot physically. He's held up wonderfully in the past at times and then sometimes it looks a little porous like it, you know, it, it uh I I, I I totally think that some of these moves have the potential to shore them up defensively. It's going to be like, what do you think they're going to do in terms of the like guard rotation? Like Jalen Green's obviously still going to be starting and Fred's going to be starting. Are you putting Brooks at the three? Is he coming off the bench making all this money? Like, is it like, what are you, how do you think they're going to go about? I know they got rid of, they 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 offload like KJ Martin's gone, Ty Ty Washington's gone, Groove is gone. They got rid of Josh Christopher. Like you know, they've they've cleaned out some of the stable of some of the perimeter dudes, but there's still guys there. Like what do you? Yeah, do? yeah. You need. I mean, they needed to clear. We talked about this on the draft show. One of the things I was kind of wondering about is with Amin Thompson and with Cam Whitmore. You know, they both Amin is more dependable on ball. We talked about a, con- a connector. Um, he's somebody. I mean, I'm not sure about him starting, but their full rotation now: Fred VanVleet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, Alperin Shingun, Amin Thompson, uh, Tari Eason. Jock Landale and then Kevin Porter Jr. You got to figure out what's going on there. I don't think that the board is done shaking up. Uh, and yeah. then Cam Whitmore, they've probably got right. more guys than they can play at this yeah. point, you know. And I'm just kind of looking at like they definitely have given themselves options in terms of like getting better defensively. Obviously, like uh, Brooks, I don't know if he'll start. You just, got, I mean, they're you gotta, for sure going to be better. I mean, like clearly that's the like they're trying to go up a level here. They're sick of they're sick of losing. They're trying to like fortify right like this is like they're, they're deciding like all right we're done being laughably bad hopefully right yeah. like that's this is the the idea in a tough west i mean they're still going to be yeah. you know uh, they're going to be at best dreaming of of the playing game i think but they have more adults on their team anyway it's uh it's going to be less of a of a crap show out there it's gonna and i think some of these guys are going to be in a better position to shine you know jabari smith probably is going to get better looks more open looks i would assume um I, i'm really excited to see how the whitmore Amen thompson dynamic is going to play out in terms of like getting them enough time i hope see them they up- start Amen. like I, I hope that even though they're trying to um you know bring in some reputable dudes i hope they still prioritize the development of these blue chip young dudes who like i you know i i, I want to see i'm in you know with the keys you know like quite a, i would like to see that quite a bit we honestly. might be seeing him with the vipers a little bit this yeah, year man, uh, yeah, we'll I, see. you're right yeah uh but anyway let's we'll, go to we'll, grand we'll, rapids man let's take a trip 
Let's see. I'll go. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, today, uh, you know, they they didn't do um, – no team stepped up and, and fulfilled the Bill Simmons dream of of offering Austin Reeves the full $94 million. <laughs> Nobody did it. I guess that no people were maybe afraid that it would uh, it would backfire on them, but he signs for four-year, $56 million. Uh, the player There's a player option in the fourth year. Um, and then uh, let's see. And then they they re-signed D'Lo to a two-year, thirty-seven million. I thought this one was a really. This is the most Lakers ass signing ever. Jackson Hayes, continuing. You know, Jackson Hayes from from the Pelicans, continuing this yes. like them betting on like RSCI guys or just like you know lottery talent, sort of rehabbing lottery talent. Um, you know, right. Ru, you know, Rui's coming back. Obviously, this continues this this trend. Um. I, running running it back makes sense, you know. I, I think you know defensively, just sort of trying to improve. You got to think that they just have Denver in mind. I don't know, what what do you think that the Lakers are thinking about here? Just quickly, like in terms of, is this going to be enough? Are, they, are like is running it back with this group going to be enough? Do you think? I think that they probably still need to get a little bit bigger. Um, like I don't, I mean. Davis can't stop Jokic, right? So nothing they do is going to be able to fix that. And, you know, I don't think you can make a bunch of moves necessarily with just one team in mind, especially when, even though I think the Nuggets are, even though I think the Nuggets are the clear kind of front runner next year, they don't have the same... um you know, it's not the Warriors coming back in 2018 with all those guys again, right? So, Tyler Parker undermines Nuggets' run. Uh, <laughs> he's in the camp with Chris it Mannix. Might. He's in the camp with with Nick Wright. <laughs> it's a shame, folks. It really is a damn yeah. shame. No, and I see what you, I, I see what I, you're saying. And I'm not saying. sure. I don't know if Jokic. I'm not sure if Jokic is is a top five guy in the league. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Edward Ben, do this breakout. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if you if 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 I'm starting a franchise today, I don't Jokic. I don't take Jokic in the first 15 picks. If we're at the park, you know, and they're all lined up on the fence, you know, and I'm just like, can he know, guard? Can, can he, he guard? Can he guard? Um, you you can't answer. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No. I no. I think I think that if I'm the Lakers, I would imagine what they did was they went back and looked, and they were like. You know, we lost in five, but we played them very close, and it wasn't some easy five. It wasn't a trouncing. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, a trouncing. It, it was like it, it felt they weren't. It didn't. It didn't feel like they weren't competitive. I guess. Like it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. If I was a Laker, I wouldn't watch that series and think like, "Oh, we're super far away." You know what I mean? Like, I think it is like. I think LeBron was obviously pretty hurt. You know, we this it's so funny even talking because you got to start thinking about like okay, like we're going to be talking about LeBron. What does LeBron next year look like after all this stuff? I mean, he's obviously the foot was really really bothering him. Um, There's a lot of stuff that has to regret, like that could regress or yeah. like come back come back to earth. I I think that's uh, that we I, got. We, we, I think go the I think the Vincent signing is pretty big and. It's another key thing to point. Yeah, Gabe Vincent signs with the Lakers. Huge. I think yeah. that I think that gives them just even more fun lineup flexibility 
in the playoffs, whenever you get into this nitty-gritty stuff and you need guys that are going to be able to play off of LeBron and make open shots, and he showed he could do that this year, and he held up defensively fine. And, you know, it it, it, it it's uh, – if D'Lo is chucking, you know, that I think that's a that's a better – you know, Vincent's a better option there in some of those situations than than D'Lo. And I mean, I know they're going to have to kind of do the same thing they, uh, you know, did this year with him, you know, and kind of appease him. I don't know if it'll be ceremonial starts for him or not, probably. But like it, you know, that guard rotation with with the two of them and Reeves there coming back, like, you know, that's that... uh like, like I, I, I think that those are guys that play well off of LeBron, and that's and, all that matters. And, and yeah, Anthony Davis, and that's the biggest thing. It's, it's guys that can make open shots and uh, have some playmaking and can put it on the floor if uh, teams are scrambling out of doubles that they've brought on uh, AD or LeBron in the post. Right? Like, it's just it's another guy who tends to make good decisions with the ball and can put it in the basket in, you know, big moments turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Gives them a little more flexibility. Let's, uh, let's keep rattling through here uh, and uh, to get the the rest of this just banged out. The Bucks brought the guy, br- brought everybody back. Middleton coming back. Brooke Lopez coming back. Um, two years, $48 million contract. Had a lot of interest throughout the, throughout the league. Brooke Lopez, despite his age, he's still really impactful as a stretch guy and as a rim protector. So uh, we'll see if Milwaukee can just be healthy and run it back. My, Max so. Struess, speak, speaking of the heat, Max Struess headed to the Cavs. We were kind of talking about like shooting-wise, I like what the Cavs have done here. George Niang uh, and then Max Struess, assuming that he can sort of maintain uh, what he's doing here. Uh, and then... Are you, you know, not? And that, are you not going to bring up Ty Jerome too when you talk about the shooting the Cavs at it? Are you not going to bring up Ty Jerome? <laughs> that that one wasn't <laughs> in my doc. But Ty Jerome. No, I, I like I like those ads. I don't know that perimeter defensively, like it's exactly what they need. But I, I do like the shooting. It's, it's, Stru- it's you know, Struess can hold up okay. I mean, I'm hold with, up. I get I get what you're saying. I like he he showed Struess has more to his game than an, like. I think some casual fans might realize. Oh, how and, dare you? Okay, wow. I'm no, no, not, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying like I, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm First, talking about like, you call I the people Str- of Virginia. You you allude to to, to some unsavory <laughs> things, and then you you imply that I'm a casual. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. I moved on. But you are. I mean, obviously, you are a casual. Like you know, you don't even talk to P3 that much. You know, um, the <laughs> haven't lately. Haven't lately. Yeah. No, the no. I'm saying like Struess. They needed somebody else there who could do anything off the like attack any sort of disadvantage, right? And like he can like if he gets a little tilted defense or something like that, and he he can put it on the floor and actually do some stuff. You know what I mean? So like, I think mainly the movement shooting is the thing that is right. going to be the biggest. Yes. I mean, he's he's a volume movement shooter, which is which is good for them. Let's uh let's. Just bang off the, uh, the the other the other quick ones here. I mean, D- Divincenzo signs a four year, fifty million dollar contract to further fulfill the uh, the transition from the <laughs> Knicks being the Kentucky team to the Villanova team. So from one white from the archaic Wildcat to the the more uh, modern Wildcat here, which is uh, 
I don't know. It's just, is, is Cal done? Is this the last, you know, is this the last <laughs> nail in his coffin? Maybe. I don't know. Good pickup for the Knicks, though. Adds another ball handler. Adds another guy who's been in big games. I like that deal. Um, any other, I mean, the other one that I, that I think that, that is interesting here is there was an interesting little like Euro injection that happened yeah. today. Um, one of them to your team. Uh, let's, let's do this pronunciation together here, Tyler. Uh, it's, I believe, I believe it's Vasilier Mitzich. That's what that, that's, it seems like that's what the EuroLeague announcers are saying. Yeah. Vasilier yeah. Mitzich. How do you Mits- feel about this? This is a guy who was like a heavy, heavy volume pick and roll guy, uh, for his team in the EuroLeague was, you know, a really, he's very, he's, he's a touch God, basically. Like he's yes. a flicky, flicky touch God. Uh, I got a, I got a stat here that's, uh, Mitzich in the pick and roll this year, Tyler, uh, 44.7% from three. This is just a guy who's yeah. going to give them, well, you know, for a team that is really star for ball handlers, I think that this was a move, you know, this no, was a finally good we get some playmaking. Finally, we get somebody that can make a pass. This is good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's a, it's fun. No, I mean, he's, it, they're going to be, he's going to add some more, you know, maturity. He's going to add some more, just, he can play on or off ball. He's an awesome spot up player too. Really good catch and shoot three point shooter. Can shoot it in a variety of ways. You know, I, I just I think he's a really interesting ad for Oklahoma City. It seems like he's got a lot of feel and he's like processes things very quickly, you know, like the release is very fast, not just on the shot, but on some of these like little quick hit assists to cutters in the lane and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it just seems like a pretty cerebral dude that's um just not gonna get rushed you know what i mean like he's not near as big as luca and he doesn't finish like luca but that kind of like you know it's a euro straight, game it's, 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 it's a kind of straight up and down kind of like it's he's not trying to like he's shifty but he's not gonna um get super wiggly that, that that doesn't even do a good job of describing him it's a but start like, stop yeah. style it's it's yeah. less you know there yeah the, you have the wiggly style players like your shays and things like that shays herky jerky and, and yeah. wiggly i guess that's it speaks to why he's so hard to stay in front of but yeah like mitzich is more of that he just has that it's that euro game i mean like uh, you know he was originally in the 2014 draft he was second rounder uh another serbian guy but it, it'll be a nice add another one here is the kings uh, the Kings added Sasha Vezinkov, who is the reigning EuroLeague MVP. Um, another big-time shooter, man. I mean, this is a guy who's going to be a stretch big. I know you had some thoughts, but he's a super, you know, he's just a super efficient offensive weapon, I think, can can just add to their rotation. Uh, he was, you know, not a huge sample, but he shot 48.1% on his pick-and-pop threes yeah, this past year in their EuroLeague. I mean, that's, I mean, that's some, that's some pretty, um, that's some pretty some pretty lethal shooting out of ball screens. It gives them another another option there. I like it. Yeah, he's kind of like a he's like one of these like creative ish little lefty guys. And I know you joke whenever I know you laughed whenever I said little earlier because he's like six nine or something. But there's something about the way he kind of holds his shoulders. Like there's something a little bit slinky about him or something. I don't even know what I mean. But like the like you talk about you you talk about. Uh, Mitzich earlier with the touch and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of touch here too, and some of the um, like he'll take bombs from yeah. a long ways out. 
with no warning whatsoever and like and feel really good about it and then shout about it afterwards like he's uh, it there's the uh, one of the EuroLeague announcers he hit a big three at one of the games the announcer just started screaming Oppa! <laughs> which is like i well, like anybody that can get that sort of thing going you know yeah if you can get an opa after a three um i mean if if you just add to kind of the elbow sort of orbiting the elbow thing the movement handoff shooting thing that they like to do oh i think he'll eat he's yeah. gonna eat He's going to eat. Yeah, I mean, if, if he's shooting that percentage on pick-and-pop shots, the, the Kings produce a lot of open threes. Uh, I just I like that fit. Anything else you want to add on free agency day here, Tyler? Anything? Or all hearts clear? Anything else that you wanted to, to hit before we get out of here? All hearts clear. Are, are, all, <laughs> are all hearts clear and all eyes full? Let me see. Um, let, no, yeah, no, that's all I've got. I'm excited for the Kings adding another weirdo lefty. Just throw it on the pile. Our boy is a lefty. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I like the, it. Uh, they're committed to a lifestyle there in Sacramento, and I appreciate them doubling down on it. Yeah, the, it's sponsored by the Leftorium here. I think that like <laughs> it's a team. I don't know why no team's ever done this. That like just go all lefties. So it's going to be. Uh, it's it's an interesting. Did we an say? Interesting thing. Did we say enough about Bain? Like it's it's amazing that he is like got to sign the fun mat like it like the, from where he came from, what yeah. he's what he's become like. I was just saying I think it's an interesting sort of. Uh, I was talking to somebody about this. I don't want to get fully into this because it's a very you could go a lot of ways with this, but it's it's just an interesting thing in terms of like how you look at the draft that like there are these guys that kind of um, aren't at the top of sort of the high school eval process. They're kind of hanging down. They're on the margins a little bit, and then they surge once they hit that like uh, that age range where they're a little older. And I just, I just think it's interesting because you know Halliburton played a couple years of college. You know, uh, Bain, if I'm not mistaken, played all four years. You know, Lamelo did, and he's an exception. But I, I just think it's an interesting thing that all three of those guys kind of rose to the top of the crop. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so. That'll that'll do it for the Ringer NBA show. I mean, keep an eye out. Obviously, as the Dame stuff continues to roll in, we're going to be covering it. This is uh, this is our bag. This is our bag. This is what we like to do. We got all kinds. Of, they're talking about the. Uh, we've got like all kinds of free agency discussion going on on the website. Um, you know, every all manner of podcasts coming your way, coming at you like a freaking uh, firestorm. So just be prepared, Tyler. It was good to see you. Always uh, good to see you. Buy Tyler's book. And uh, we will catch you next time. See you later.